Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at beaton 300 and you can throw our main account to follow at Huskies on Tap. We're back at the facility. I know it's been a while since I've been back, but I'm happy to be back, and I'm sitting with one of our top performers from this year, linebacker Dave Vern Rainier. Dave Vern, how are you today, man? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. Hey, thanks for taking the time. I know you guys have a very busy week, and it's your your last week of a Saturday game, mm-hmm. getting ready to go back into that match and schedule. So what are you mm-hmm. looking forward to most about this last little month and a half stretch of the season? To to show how we really are as a team. I feel like we didn't we didn't play to our fullest potential, and I feel like we're, we're going on that uphill climb to where yeah. we are getting to, to NIU's football and how we've been playing since March. No pun intended, because you know the climb is one of Coach's yeah, uh, acronyms. Yeah. So I saw a new one last week, and I had like a decent opportunity to ask him about it, but I think he kind of addressed it. But the new one that I saw is team. Together, yeah. everyone achieves more. Yeah. So without getting like too much into the Krabby Patty secret uh-huh. recipe of it, like what is it like to have a coach like this that's so process-oriented and just making sure that you guys do all the right things and in the week and the build up to the game so that by the time you get to Saturday, it's, yeah. it's easy going. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's really good. Ham is a great coach and, and the things that he does to, to get us prepared is, is next level to me. So um, for me personally, just like one of, one of his sayings that I like that kind of goes with the team for me is, okay. So it's basically, he basically says like, don't be stuck on the result instead of like, don't be stuck on the result and just worry about the process. The process. Yeah, be process-oriented. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, because, like, okay, so he said, you know, I'm not emotionally invested with the with the result, maybe. Right, like, right, right. Yeah. Look at my Twitter after the game. That's yeah. a person that's emotionally invested. <laughs> but you guys, it's business. You, right. You know, you lose last week. You still got to – you got to find a way to get yeah. back in the facility early week and get to work and get ready for that next team. Yeah. And right now, like, the pressure, the ante is up. Luckily, this is a team that does well with pressure. But mm-hmm. to go bowl eligible, you have to win four. And to have a chance at a trip to Detroit, we got to root for some other teams, and then you, you can't have a fall. So yeah. a lot of stuff stacked against you, but yeah. – from from when you got to spring camp, so I know you talked about it. You didn't have spring camp last year. This year mm-hmm. you did. To this point in the season, what have you learned the most about this year's team? Is the fight that we have, I think, is second to none. I don't think there's another team in the country that that can go through what we go through on yeah. a daily basis and 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 actually, you know, thrive with everything. Like, I think the way we handle adversity is is great too. So. Yeah, and I think, too, like, even that Kentucky game, like, at the half, I'm like, we're hanging with yeah. them with the backup. I'm like, bro, just give me hammy ball in the second half. <laughs> give me eight-minute drives, yeah. and, and we'll find a way. But yeah. I think the way you guys have been able to compete, and then, too, like, let's take a look at it like this. You remember our big game last year, right? Yeah. You improved a lot from that point. Yeah. So I think some of the some of the smaller things that you can look at and not so much the results of the games that are happening. Like I I look when I when I think about it like this, I look back at the O and six year. Yeah. Each week, no matter what, I had to come back, do a show and find different spots that the team got better on. Mm-hmm. Obviously this year was not nearly as bad. And when <laughs> you guys ended the streak, yeah. the bad juju is gone. Yes. But from a defensive standpoint, 
you guys played your best game, bar none, last week. All three levels of the defense mm-hmm. played well. Uh, mm-hmm. D-line started great. The mm-hmm. secondary looked good. What did it mean to get that performance, especially knowing, like, like yeah, we're not the defense that we are on paper. Like, yeah. We have guys at each level that are capable yeah. of making plays, but the health may not have been there all year. Yeah. For me, it, it's more of a – I love seeing the result that it comes out, but I love that that my teammates are getting the recognition that they deserve because I know yeah. what they've done to get to the point there, to where they can have a game like that. Mm-hmm. Like I know some of the adversity that they've been through to where it's like they deserve this. Yeah. And I know how good they are. So it makes me happy to see that they're getting what they deserve. And then for you, you've had the pleasure of learning from some NIU grades, Lance DeVoe, yeah. Kyle Pugh, all these guys that have been in the room, you, you know, you line up next to routine, my favorite neck roll, my guy, <laughs> but what would you say has attributed to the point to where you're playing, like, to call a spade a spade, I know you won't take credit for it, but you're the, the top performer on that defense all year long. Like, where, not to say that you weren't a great player before, but, you know, you're coming off an injury. So to see you come back off an injury playing even better than you did last season, and honestly, like, a good shout for all conference, where did that kind of preparation start, and how do you think you've done so far if you had to grade yourself this year? Um I definitely think it was something that happened over time. Like, I definitely had to have a lot of conversations with my position coach, Chris Wimbo. He's helped me out a lot, but I really do. I I have to give a lot of the credit to, like, Lance, Snake, and KP. Like, they're like big brothers to me, for real. I I appreciate them more than they'll ever even know, just from from small stuff, like making sure I'm set school-wise, whatever the case may be. Like, they've helped me so much. Yeah. So those three. I'm still waiting for Lance to get his call. I'm excited to see what's next for him. That was one of my favorite players over the time here at NIU and someone that I shared a classroom with here as well. But for you, so you have, what, like three more years left because you get COVID here. You have the extra year of eligibility. But who are some of the guys that younger than you maybe haven't seen the, the field yet, obviously, because of the veteran presence that the linebacker room commands that you think when they get their opportunity, maybe a compete team guy are, mm-hmm. are going to be that next great linebacker for us here. So I can give you three off okay. the top of my head. The first three that come to my mind, Makai, he played a little he bit last year. Special teams he, too, yeah. Well, Makai hasn't played at all this year due to injury. Okay. But, you know, he's doing great now. He's coming back. He's slowly making it. I remember he way. played a little in the Michigan yeah. game, too. Yeah. Yeah. He had it. That was his first game as a college athlete. And he, Welcome to college yeah. football. I think he ended that game with like eight, eight tackles. Yeah. No, game, he's, so. he hits hard. Yeah. Too. He's, he's a, a ball. wrecking ball. Yeah. yeah. So him having him back is great. And I think the longevity of his career here will be great, too. Okay. Um, and then in his class, I want to go Ryan King. Ryan King is going to be really good, too. Okay. That's my guy. And then a great younger is Nick Alvarado. I think Nick is going to be special. Yeah, and he got a special teams player of the week this week. He got a fumble. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure they picked his best practice picture, but that (laughs) dude is like – No, he's ripped for sure. He's ripped. What is he, like 18, 19 years old? Probably 18 still. I want to say he's 18 still. Wait until you get him with like three years of Coach Junie and he's going to be built like the boss. I was like – I was like – Listen, I was never, as you see, I'm the podcaster, not the athlete. I was never physically imposing like that. But I'm like, that's what they're recruiting as the yeah. young. And then you look at guys like AB. AB is our highest recruit that we've ever had. Yeah. Like, I think the job that coach has done, not only recruiting um, freshman players and players directly from high school, mm. but then, too, you look at the way the transfer portal has been utilized yeah. over the last few years. You get Isaiah on the defensive side of the ball, Shamar this side, Clint last year. What's it been like? 
to see this team? Because you were, were you here for the one six year? Yeah, that was my freshman first year. first year. Okay. Yep. So what's it been like? You've you've literally had every type of team that you could imagine. You've yeah. won it all. You've lost it all. And yeah. right now we're fighting for it all. Yeah. So what's what's your uh, your general like consensus on how it's been going so far since you got to NIU? I think that it's been going. And honestly, my my personal opinion is it's been going well. Like the way bonds have been built, the way yeah. we work, the way yeah, like you know when you. Yeah, everybody wants to win a game, but that's not always something you can can control. Like you, you can play your best ball and still lose a game. Yeah. So it's like winning is sometimes out of your control, and sometimes you can't control it. But for a majority of the time, like I said, it's something you can't control. So just how we attack everything the same is is great to me, and I think that's a great life skill outside of football that everybody in this program is going to leave. And I think that's great, honestly. Yeah, and I think I always tell you guys this, but you guys are one of the a very easy team to root for, right? Like yeah. when you're on TV, you guys are on TV a lot too. So I always get all my family and friends involved in watching you. But when I watch you guys, I, I, unless you guys are getting absolutely smoked, like I really truly don't see you guys out of many games. Like you look at Wyoming last year, you came back. Yeah. You look at um, just a couple different games over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And that resolve, that fight, that togetherness is something that I think, has been really refreshing to see because I remember like when I got here obviously a couple years before you Mm. the stands weren't full the team didn't seem together the results weren't there they won one Mac the year before like I started going here I want to say and then yeah it was like a couple desolate years but now I think the program even though we're not on paper where you guys are kind of like what you were talking about earlier the process (laughs) and the results the program is in the best position that it has been in since the Orange Bowl. But for you, this season, a lot of great plays on that defense, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of good turnovers. My guy James got one of the coolest plays I've seen because it was an assist and it was an alley-oop to himself. What's your favorite play that you've seen from your team this year? Um, I will have to say Eric's second pick against EIU because I just remember um, seeing the quarterback throw the ball. And I look back and all I see is Eric just catch the ball and fall. It was great. Yeah, and he's he's really grown into his own. And that mm-hmm. secondary, too, like the young guys, I know you talked about it a little bit up there. The young guys mm-hmm. have really stepped up when they've needed to. But yeah. for you guys as a team, what would you say is the most important thing moving forward, like for the rest of the season? What's the most important thing? To just be the, the – to put on paper the defense that we know we are. I think that's our biggest thing is because we know we're a great defense. Yeah. We've seen it. We've seen what we're capable of. And we want to prove to everybody else that this is what we are. You know, we, we've had a couple of struggle games, but as a majority of the games, I think we've played great. So we just want to continue to do that and do what we need to do. And then for you, your college career, you've gotten to play many different stadiums against many different teams. Who's the toughest player you had to play against? And what is the coolest stadium or, like, experience at a stadium that you've had since you started playing college ball? Okay, so the toughest, I'm going to say Jared Patterson. Because that, yeah. that was my first college game, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember it, that game. That yeah. game wasn't fun. Mm-mm, not at all. <laughs> so definitely. That was the COVID year. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think I ended up getting in that second drive yeah. because Lance I got hurt that year. Yeah, that was the Lance yeah. injury year. Yeah. yeah. So I got in. I'm like, oh, like, Okay, like I'm really like playing college ball. Welcome to the big leagues. Yeah, yeah. you know. So I'll, I'll definitely say Jared because he was he was a great player. And then so it's weird though because 
I grew up a Michigan fan. Because yeah, you're from Midwest, you're from yeah, Indiana. Yeah, I'm from right? Indiana, yeah. Okay. So I grew up a Michigan fan, and like me and one of my childhood friends, both were Michigan fans, and his family was a big Michigan yeah. yeah. You're not just a little Michigan yeah. fan, you're a big Michigan Yeah, so we would go to the games <laughs> and everything, and it, it's such like a, a different perspective between like being on the field yeah. and being in the stands. Yeah. So it was definitely fun in like a, in a nostalgic way. Yeah. But I think for me, the best stadium was Georgia Tech. A lot of people have said that. I've heard yeah. a lot. Of, and it's right there in Atlanta, too, yeah. right? So it's yeah. right downtown. Yeah. It's a really nice campus. It's one of the oldest. I think it's actually the oldest football, really? college football field. Yeah, I'd have really? to look that up. I'll, I'll shoot you a DM after yeah. if I can find if there's an older one. But yeah. they always show the graphic of Georgia Tech, like, uh, 163 to Cumberland <laughs> Zero, like the highest scoring yeah. game in college football. So I, I always <laughs> find that interesting. But then we'll go over to the NFL side. So. Mm-hmm. You're from Indiana. Mm-hmm. And did you get a chance to play at, at, at um, Lucas Oil? Lucas Oil, right? Yeah. I think I, t- I think I asked you that last yeah. year. So are you you a Colts guy or? Um, so right now I am. I'm not gonna lie, bandwagon a little bit. They on a little bit of a run right yeah. now. Yeah, but it's more because I grew up a Falcons. Fan. Okay. So it's they're like, good too. Yeah. Yeah, and they should wear those jerseys every week, bro. They're hard. Those I are the, the best hat. jerseys in I the league. I have the hat at home, yeah. the red hat with the old Falcons logo on yeah. the black rim, and it's like I'm not even a Falcons fan, but that thing is hard. You can't miss with that. Mm-mm. But like, I grew up a, a Falcons fan, and then this off season, mind you, all my friends, my dad, huge Colts fans. Yeah. So we see on like social media that Matt Ryan is going to Indy. I'm like, oh, that's a bet. Like my my quarterback on my favorite From team Atlanta is yeah, going, over, is going yeah. to my home team. So I'm kind of on a on a big Colts wave right now, but I'm always going to have love for the Falcons. Okay. Yeah. I have a funny question, a mm-hmm. left field question. Have All you right. seen the Indie Animals video? Can you can you leave a statement as a, a fellow Indiana resident, resident yeah. that you don't claim the Indie Animals? No, we do not. If we, <laughs> Indianapolis, Indiana, we are not Indie Animals. That is different parts of Indiana, and I don't know nothing about that. I just I remember seeing the video and I'm yeah. like they're dancing. They yeah. got the socks jersey on. Oh the girl in the background's like, oh my god, what's going on? Yeah. Like crazy stuff. But yeah, I thought that was that would be a funny one <laughs> yeah. that at least Indiana, the Indiana you would understand. Yeah. Uh, as far as NFL players go, though, do you have like a player that you kind of see yourself like as the same type of player as currently in your career? Um, I would say like a similar player. Yeah. So for me, I would say Darius Leonard, honestly. Ooh, that's a good one yeah, too. Same build, like I mean, he's bigger than me right now, but I, the way he There's plays, time. there's yeah, time to get you know, there. I got, I got a little bit of <laughs> Coach Junie's got your back. Yeah, but the way I love the way he plays the game. Yeah, I, he he definitely plays with a, with a chip on his shoulder, being from a, a FCS school. And yeah, he went to South Carolina State, right? A and T, A and T. I believe it's A and T. Yeah. So him and then playing in a box in the league at two fifteen, like. There's not a lot of people who can do that, and I kind of feel the same way about myself. Like, there's not too many yeah, people. Because what are you, like, 215, two 220? I'm about 208 right now. It says 220. Yeah. The, sheet. the sheet doesn't Does it really? No. no, oh. no, no, no. Say, oh, we might need to get that No, fixed. but uh, one. Well, let's pull it up. I bet you it does say something different than 208 because just by football numbers, like, as someone who's worked in the business, I know they always kind of tiptoe around the actual heights yeah. and weights, but – I mean, you're still a physically imposing person. When you sit up at the table, I was like, geez, I don't realize how tall you were. Yeah. And then last night, too, I had I had the show over at uh, Fatty's with – okay, it did you right. 62 away. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're, we're an honest pro. Yeah. We're, we're not putting the, the BS out there on the uh, sheet saying people weigh more than they were. Yeah, but no, I went to take the picture ones. with Nolan and Rocky after the oh, show yeah. yesterday, and I was like – 
Like, Man. <laughs> I remember, I think I was doing a presser with Nolan. And no, I don't Nolan know. Nolan and Lee are by far the tallest Bro, people on the team. Oh, my God. Like, they make me. I, and I, I'm not a small. Are you like 6'3", like, 6'2"? Six, six, yeah, two? I'm 6'3". And it's like, I'll be in a chair next to him. And I'm just like, bro, like, these people are huge. Yeah. yeah try being 5'8". It's a lot worse. It's a lot worse down here. But uh, for you, this week, huge game against Ohio, road game. And then you got a little bit of a mini bye week. Mm-hmm. What do you want to see from your defense in, in this game against Ohio in order for you guys to get the win? I want to see us. I think our, my biggest thing for our defense is I want to see us cheer each other on. I think we, I think we all care about each other's results, and I think we all wish the best for everybody. But I want to see it on the sideline like it was in Eastern because it's contagious. Like when James made that play, it was contagious. When Zay made that sack at the end of the game, it was contagious. Like it's a great feeling for everybody. Everybody ate on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just one guy yeah. in the way. So yeah. that's the best part about it. Exactly. And I think too. Uh, that's the first thing I tweeted. I go, this is the best I've seen us look at all three levels of the defense mm-hmm. because, dude, 10 points, yeah. especially seeing, like, there wasn't a game before this season since week one that we had allowed under 30. And, mm-hmm. like, it was just dominating. Dude. Yeah. Like, it, it was, as a fan of you guys, as someone that covers you guys, I'm a little, you know, I can be <laughs> critical, but also, like, when, when you guys succeed like that, mm-hmm. it's Tough poetry yep. in motion. Exactly. But for Ohio yeah. – uh, words to people that will be traveling to Ohio, the fans, because Rocky and Nolan were telling me you guys had a decent little crowd, yeah. traveling fans from Eastern Michigan. Yep. College football is the best sport in the world. Exactly. You might have some fans traveling with you this weekend. Mm-hmm. You got a statement for them? Yeah. Uh, well, first off, I know my pops will be coming to the game, so I'll see you Saturday. But Because um, I know he's going to listen to this, too, so I'm going to just go ahead and get that out of the way. Your son is amazing at football. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, just expect a great game. Like, we're going to come out and, and show you how, how we – love to play ball and what we do best so you know just come out support y'all give us the energy that we need so we love it we love you guys and then do you have any final statements ahead of next week's or this week it's only three four days away yeah. but ahead of this weekend's game against ohio um i think it'll be a great game and i think that as a defense we'll 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 do what we need to do for sure perfect I appreciate you for joining the show. We really want to say a special thank you to sophomore linebacker Dave and Rainier for joining us on today's show. And on the other side of the interview portion of the show, I will be breaking down this week's matchup against Ohio. But again, Dave Vern, thank you very much for yes, joining sir. us. Thank you for having me. Go Huskies. Yes, sir. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the first portion of the show where we, we had the pleasure of sitting down with NIU linebacker Dave and Rainier. But on this side of the show, we're going to be breaking down this week's matchup against Ohio. A good matchup. Ohio's four and three coming into this game. We're two and five. I have the uh, the Mac cheat sheet. Mac actually, uh, the Mac actually sent out their own packet, which normally we just get a packet from NIU and a packet from Ohio. But in the East Division, they are two and one in one game behind Buffalo, and obviously we are one and two in conference. And we are two games behind Toledo. So like I said, on Monday night's show, a little bit of help is needed uh, in order to get a chance to go back to Detroit. But at the very least, this is a team that should get bowl eligibility and we'll figure out the rest from there. Because if you're bowl eligible, you're probably winning at least – well, if you're bowl eligible, you're winning at least four out of these last five games. And – if you win five, who knows what, what else will happen in the rest of the conference. But 
another game on the road as the Huskies travel to Ohio. It's a 1 p.m. kickoff, another game on ESPN Plus, and another opportunity for this team to put their best foot forward, right? Last week was probably the most complete game that we saw from NIU all season. Uh, granted, we didn't have the best, and obviously Justin – was using more of run fits and Rocky who wasn't hundred percent was using the passing fit. So maybe we'll see an uptick in the passing plays this week. Uh, Ohio does have a very talented offense led by Curtis Rourke, their quarterback. His older brother actually played at Ohio, I believe. And I remember watching him play uh, before. So Hammock's familiar with his brother, but not so much Curtis as we didn't play them last year. And he's a little bit younger. I think this may be his second year as the quarterback, but Huge game uh, for us, especially coming off a big win like that. You obviously never anticipate having letdown spots in this conference. Every game is usually a, a pretty competitive game. And, you know, if there is an upset, it's not like when you take down one of the Goliaths like Clemson or something like that. But I believe that this is a, a one-possession game, whichever way the cookie crumbles, right? And I use actually favored in this game by three points uh, on the road, which I think maybe because I think they were underdogs last week. I think they were like three point underdogs last week, but college is a lot different as far as the lines go, because a lot of the injury information isn't as readily available, especially with smaller schools like NIU. So they probably are accounting for the fact that we're getting guys back and we're just not a bad team, right? Like we are a good football team. Our record is not indicative of who we are. And I didn't check the ESPN FPI, which is another good metric that we usually check uh, just to see kind of what the, the temperature is in the room. Because obviously on paper, you see a four and three team, home team, probably thinking, okay, like a lot would have to go wrong for them to lose this game. It's about 50-50. And like I said, even before we got into any of all of this, I said it's probably about a 50-50 game. But I think with the players that we have returning, Rocky has another week to get healthy. Saw Jordan Gandy back out there. He's been playing well this season and his whole career here at NIU. Another DeKalb, great, but aside from Cole Tucker, two, two great DeKalb, uh, DeKalb High School graduates that – are playing for their hometown team and honestly two of the key contributors that we've seen on this team. But coach talked a lot about the compete team. That's what he led today's press conference with. He gave a shout out to all the compete team guys uh, that have been stepping up and making plays in practice in order to prepare the team for the game out there on, on Saturdays. But if the team is continuing to get their guys back, because it's not like we've had, young players or players that weren't contributing a lot getting hurt. A lot of the injuries that we've had on this team have been from players that start, or maybe if they don't start, they contribute at a high level and they play a lot of snaps. Another guy that just went down last week, and that's why we saw Justin Lynch was Ethan Hampton. Nobody really knew about that uh, until kickoff, similar to nobody really knew what, what the snap count would be for Rocky. Now, even though, we saw him play last week. It was clear that he wasn't 100%. I didn't notice anything, like, different at the show yesterday or he seemed to be walking fine. But I think the best thing for us moving forward is to keep Rocky in the pocket and 
he's not, you know, he's not as mobile as he was before the injury, or at least with his rehab right now. And we just can't afford to have him go down in this final stretch. And he can't afford to go down in this final stretch. Like it's his senior season. You want to be able to finish it out. He's playing for, you know, an opportunity to, he's playing for an opportunity to prove to scouts that he can play at the next level. And the best ability is availability. And he has not been available because of that injury. So if we can keep him in the pocket, get him the short to intermediate passing routes, and then, you know, maybe we'll take a couple shots as he's starting to get more healthy. I think that's the right route. But offensively, we're going to run the shit out of the football. We're going to PTR. Nolan's going to get to this point of the episode and be like, all right, let's go PTR time. I want to do a blind test, okay? And I was going to do it from the Twitter, but I don't – I don't know. It's like I have a podcast. Why don't we just talk about it? The Twitter is what I use during the games and throughout the week to promote what we're doing content-wise, but we're going to do a blind test, okay? So all I heard throughout the week or just even in the presser was how talented Ohio was. So we're going to go through two numbers, two sets of numbers, okay? We're going to go offense and we're going to go defense, all right? So defense defensively is where we're going to start, and it's blind. So you can make the answers in your head. Maybe in the comment section of the pod, you can say you were fooled by listening to these numbers. But defensively, this team allows 394 yards a game, 278 through the air, and 116 on the ground. And then Team B allows 528 yards a game, 367 through the air, and 161 on the ground. Give yourself a second to think of who team A and who team B is. Because for all of us that have said all season that NIU is the worst defense in the MAC, we were all wrong. Because, yeah, the numbers don't lie. They never do. And for our offense to see that we're going up against a defense that Yeah, it's nice they give up 370 yards passing. I know for a fact, like, I would put any amount of money on the fact that we're not going to throw for 370 on Saturday. But a defense that gives up 161 yards on the ground week in and week out, and a defense, I I will give them their their cup of coffee. They had six turnovers last week. Coach Hammock also made sure to point that out in the press conference, five of which were interceptions. So we're going to have to be very um, protective of the football because they are a ball-hawking defense. But the way we run the football, we're averaging 193 yards on the ground a game. It's not like we just got 193 one week and that was like a – a standout performance. We consistently pound the rock. We consistently have big games from Harrison Whaley and big games from Ontario Brown. Mason Blakemore makes plays. And as the team gets more healthy, you may see Rocky run the ball more. And we know how he is a talented runner. I know I just went on a tangent on how I don't want him to run as much, but if he can get healthy throughout the rest of the season and he's able to run the football more, why not? And then Justin Lynch, Justin Lynch is a talented runner, and we need him to get those learning experiences in at NIU in our offense as opposed to what he was doing over at Temple because it was a totally different offense. 
Obviously, he only had one passing attempt this week. It's unfortunate, but that's just what the game plan called for. And Coach Hammock alluded to it in the press conference that when they were up in the second half against Ball State, they called a lot more passing plays, and instead they lost the game. This game against Eastern Michigan, you call less passing plays, you find ways to beat them on the ground, and you end up winning the game, especially by the margin that we did, 29 points. So, like we always talk about on the show, fine margins, the fine margins that happen throughout the course of a football game in order to win a football game are critical. And last week, offense, defense, best performance that we've seen all season. And we could only hope that the team is able to find a way to add on to that performance because why not? We've, we really haven't seen what this team is capable of this year. The only other game that we won against Eastern Illinois by no stretch of the imagination was a clean game or a good game. And you find a way to win, okay? You get to the, the bulk of your schedule against the two SEC teams and then two rather tough MAC teams in Toledo – and Ball State, and then also you throw the Tulsa game in there. That one was a, a heartbreaking loss to have. But this is a team that could be in a way different position that they're in. The fact of the matter is we're not, but we have five games left, and Ohio is a beatable team, okay? Like, we are not a 2-5 and five team. I don't know how many times I have to stress it, but we should be able to get to at least 6-6 six and six and – I mean, honestly, I would hope seven and five. I think the team has the right mindset and coach has the right mindset where they always talk about it, where it's one week at a time. We go one and oh, there's nothing more important than finding a way to win this game this week in order for us to get the season right back on track. Okay. They have the the same 24 hour rule that the NFL players have where it's like, yeah, if you won your Sunday game, I'm sitting here on Tuesday morning recording this right now. Trust me, that Sunday game seems like it was last season to them. For the Huskies, that Saturday game, although it's a great feeling, it's good to have the validation of winning a game. That game is far behind them. And Coach assured everyone today at the press conference that they had one of their uh, most intense practices this morning. And he also, like I said, mentioned that they are getting a few players back. So it's good to see that throughout the season – even though we've had great performances from players having to step up as part of that next man up mentality, it's good to get the players that we started at the top of the depth chart back towards the end of the season, especially when we really need them because you're not necessarily out of it for the conference, but it is very, very stacked against us. So like I said, two games back, going to need help from Toledo. uh, And for us this week, for us this week, I, I, I took a look at our little Husky football packet. Uh, shout out to the NIU athletic communications staff. And the NIU run defense is second in the MAC and 29th nationally in rushing defense. 18 sacks are shy of the 2021 season total of 19, and their six interceptions have doubled last season's total of three. And you remember we had to get one you know, in the bowl – or not in the bowl game, but in the um, in the MAC championship to even have three. So, 
as much as we harp on the defense, you listen to Dave Vern at the top of the show, the defense has gotten, you know, statistically better, phenomenally better throughout the course of the season. And we saw that out there on Saturday. And I only hope that they're able to go out there and shut down Curtis Rourke because on the season, he doesn't turn the ball over that much. He has three interceptions. He's thrown for over 2,200 yards, 2,208 to be exact. And he has 14 touchdown passes. So it's going to be tough. Um, I think offensively we have to finish drives with seven and not three. And I think, too, with an offense like this, it seems like a a repetitive notion, but it's also something that we see incorporated into the game plan week in and week out, and that is we're going to have to run the football and control the clock, control the line of scrimmage as we do each week, you know, with the offensive line and the defensive line, which we said on this week's Rocky Lombardi show are probably – you know, two of the best units on this team. But as far as the offense goes, it's tough to tell, you know, what the exact game plan is going to be. Coach said in the press conference that obviously they're going to pass more than they did last week, and they plan to do that, you know, down the stretch run of this season. But also at the same time, when you run the football the way we run the football, it shouldn't really matter if you pass the ball, you know, 30, 40 times or whatever, it may seem that you want to see that number at. But as far as the defense goes, I think it starts up front. I think we need to have a pass rush that is able to get pressure with four. You see blitzing linebackers like Kyle Pugh, Nick Routine, Dave Vern Rainier, able to get in there with, you know, additional pressure. But as we've seen, we haven't been the best team in covering on the back end when we blitz. So it's it's extra pivotal to make sure that we're able to get the pressure with four so that we can keep those extra guys in coverage because we're going to need as many people covering their, their skill players and their receivers as possible. And I don't know uh, – how much Rourke has run the football this year, but obviously in the Mac, you always want to take a look and see his passing statistics. Yeah. Last week didn't throw any touchdowns, but he had 264 yards and they obviously smoked um, Western Michigan. So on the season, his game log, he does run the football. He's not the best uh, rusher, but it's got about 125 yards on the season, three touchdowns. Usually gets about 25, 30 yards a game. So something to keep in mind uh, because if he's passing, even if he's passing the ball 30, 40, 50 times a game, which I see a 30 in there, I only see a couple 30s and then a 50. And that was in their shootout with Fordham, 59-52 game. And other than that, it's usually 30s with his low on the season, 27 against Akron. But obviously they they beat Akron by 21, so maybe he was taken out a little bit early. On the season, uh, wins and losses. So they've beaten Western Michigan. They've beaten Akron. They lost to Kent State in the overtime. They beat Fordham. They lost to Iowa State. They lost to Penn State. And they beat Florida Atlantic. So not a, an easy schedule by any stretch, 
but they lost to two power fives, and then they lost to Kent, not a state. They've done well in the MAC. They're two and one. They're only one game back on their side of things. So, team that is fighting for a chance to go to Detroit, they are currently tied uh, with Bowling Green. So, and behind Buffalo, Buffalo is eventually going to falter. I don't think they're going to play the type of football they did last year and end up winning the East. But if there was a year to do it, it's this year because the East is not very good. So it'll be interesting to see what they're able to put together uh, in this final stretch of the season in order to secure a trip to Detroit for themselves. But first they got to come and see us. And like I said, the game's out there uh, in Athens, Ohio, on Saturday at one on ESPN plus. And for this game, for my score prediction, I think it's going to be another not defensive battle, but I think we get another great performance from our defense. I think in order to win this game, you got to hold them under 30. Okay. So when I'm about to drop my score prediction, don't get mad if I say we need a great defensive performance and Ohio still scores 28, but I have Ohio finishing with 28 points and I have us at 35. Just a straight touchdown game. No field goals. A little bit of offensive firepower here. A little bit of offensive firepower there. And we find a way to win this one late. Maybe a tie game, touchdown drive. And talk about the type of confidence that would build to get that type of drive heading into the final four games of your season where all four of them are must-wins. So, Give me 35-28. Give me an offense for my pregame player of the game. I am going to go Ontario Brown. I think he has just been continuously contributing at higher and at a higher and higher level week in and week out for this team. And I think this is the week that he gets over 150 yards, just like his uh his compadre Harrison Whaley, uh, his partner back there in the backfield. I think Brown is the guy this week. Over 150 yards, he'll find the end zone. Whaley will also find the end zone. We'll we'll find a way to get 35 points. On defense, on defense, I think it's got to be the secondary. Okay, so the front line is going to do what they do. The front four is going to do what they do, and the linebackers are going to fill, you know, on the run as they are a top unit in the nation, which I'm glad that we get stats like that provided to us because I would have never guessed that. 29th in the nation in defending the run. It's the pass where we get killed in games. And I think we need another great performance all around from the defense. But I think the most important aspect of this game is the defense having a great game on the back end. And if they can do that, anything is possible in this game. But defensively, if we can get Jordan Gandy, you know, back at 100%, I know he probably wasn't at 100% last week, and playing the type of football that we know he's capable of playing, then I think they have no problem winning this football game. As far as his performance, I think we will get three pass breakups. As Like I said, you're going to see a lot of attempts. And I'll say uh, one turnover. So I'll say three pass-ups and a pick. But other than that, 
special teams, it would be nice to see uh, a return. If we could get a return from the special teams, whether it's punt or kick, all the way there for that. But other than that, I don't think, you know, there's really too much that we haven't covered. I look forward to this game. I'm excited to to have another opportunity for this team to get closer to getting back to 500 and, and in the right direction. But everything is pointing up. We have to find a way to win this football game. And like I said, I think it's going to be 35-28 on offense. I think Ontario is the most important player this week. And on the defensive side of the ball, I think it's the secondary as a whole. But if I had to pick one, it is going to be Jordan Gandy. Other than that, we'll be back to you guys on Monday, uh, live from Fatties for what may be the last uh, regular season show. We may we have to talk about scheduling because I know their game. They have the mini bye week, so they play this Saturday and then they don't play again until the following Wednesday. So we'll have the show obviously to recap Ohio and then we'll talk a little bit about central Michigan, get you guys ready for that as well. But if the guys uh, have time and they're able to fit it into their practice schedule, we'd absolutely like to do one more uh, regular season live show before Maction uh, begins and takes over our November. I'm very, very excited for that as well, but we're just going to have to settle on finding a way to beat Ohio this weekend and get this team to three and five. Get back with us on Monday at Fatties for the live version of the Rocky Lombardi show with Logan Schernitz this week and Rocky Lombardi again, as he is the host of the show. But it's been a wild ride so far. I look forward to see what the rest of the season has in store for us Husky fans. And I look forward to being able to give you guys the interviews, the insights, and all the stuff that you need from the podcast. But I got to get going for today. I really do appreciate you all for listening. We'll be back to you guys later on in the week. Nothing else. And go hustle. Yeah. I got drinks of living left in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drinks of living left in the kitchen whipping magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for none. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with the. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in heart.